Hello and welcome to For Whom the Buildings, a podcast brought to you by The Max. If you want stale, horrible food with a creepy waiter lurking around you, go to The Max. And joining me this week is Nicole. I am not a fan of close-up magic. Good to know. And also, Riven. Hi. And what are your thoughts on close-up magic? Um, I saw David Copperfield once, and was I on mushrooms at the time? Or had I had an edible marijuana? Either way. Either way, it probably wasn't David Copperfield. Though. Oh, no, it was totally David Copperfield. I had to, <laughs> to prove it. But um, he is pretty for some reason. But yeah, <laughs> magic is weird. I don't know. You know. David, did you hear recently that David Blaine, like, sewed his mouth shut on live television and then spat out a frog somehow. It's the weirdest thing. Like lost their shit about it. There's something wrong with that man. Yeah. Here's my magic. I'm gonna sit in a box in Times Square for a week. It's not magic stupid. It's dumb. There, there are plenty of people who do that in the Redwoods and they're called protesters and they get arrested. Yeah, right. Anyway, that's some pretty fine radio punter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this. <laughs> oh, all that's getting cut out. <laughs> all right, so let's start the train wreck that is this week's episode. Hey, 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 what is going on here? Hey, 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 what is going on here? What's going on here? So this is Hey, 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 What's Going On Here? Where we ask the question, Hey, 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 What Is Going On Here? So Nicole, I'll ask you, Hey, 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 What Is Going On Here? I will try to summarize in fewer than 25 minutes. Um, so basically, really, really, big sigh? You don't think I can do it? Nope. All right. No. All right. So basically, this week is, it's science fair. The science fair actually plays virtually no role in this episode whatsoever. So Jesse and Slater build a volcano. Woo! And then Screech builds some sort of thing that hurts birds. Cool. Well, he's at the max taking a break and he sees Lisa and they have a one moment in time uh, moment. And also, can I just say licensing for the first season of Say by the Bell is terrible because they make the reference to one moment in time, but are unable to use the song in the slow-mo. <laughs> but I digress. That's <laughs> his sad slow moment. And oh. then, you know, screeches out and then leaves. It's cool. And then he becomes, hey, I'm, I'm working on doing this really short, okay? I'm almost there. So then you end up in Screech's bedroom, place no girl wants to be ever. I felt dirty for just being there. And he's depressed, and Zach tries to fix the problem. Zach fails to fix the problem, but creates his own series of problems. Hilarity ensues. No one learns a lesson. Zach dresses in drag. The end. Nice. It almost fucked by Slater for a half a second. Slater hit on Zach a couple of times before realizing it was Zach, which makes me feel key inside. Well, and then he hit on him after he found out that it was Zach, too. Less icky. Yeah. You know what, though? I will say, episode, I felt really sad for Screech. Yeah. Like, I actually had an empathetic moment for Screech, like for 22 minutes. Like I, I really felt bad for the kid. 
because like all he wanted was just a girlfriend and you know what the while zach's intentions might have been good he eventually just destroyed his friend like he was just he was just just a sad little 14 year old boy and all he wanted was a girlfriend and i related as a sad 14 year old boy i too only wanted a girlfriend i did i had that thought through most of the episode that like nobody had a game in high school like everybody is screech really i mean you have the two guys who are slater and zach everybody else is screech right right but nobody admits that they are the screech well you kind of did well yeah but i am also 40 and you know 30 years outside or you know 20 odd outside of high school so it's 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 kind of like you know admitting that you masturbate as an adult as a vo- as opposed to admitting you're masturbating when you're a teenager you know nobody admits that shit when they're a teenager well maybe they do now because of the internet and everything but you know you didn't talk about that shit when you're a kid now as an adult you're like yeah well it's something we do so yeah no this was just it was a sad episode i felt really bad for screech the entire episode i was that sad 14 year old boy well, and then he he had the moment of, you know, do I sell out my best friend because he's kind of a dick to me all the time. And, like, he admitted that part of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. And then what was, up, like, Mr. Belding's creepiness in the bathroom? <laughs> what what oh, isn't up <laughs> with Mr. Belding's creepiness in the bathroom? I think, to be honest, <laughs> I, I think Mr. Belding's creepy moments should just be a weekly segment <laughs> Right. Well, uh, and this week on Mr. Belding's moment dot dot dot. But yeah, like he's in there. Obviously, for one, he's in a stall, so he's dropping it. Did he bring a newspaper? I don't recall a newspaper, but he was definitely dropping a deuce. Two in the, in the student bathroom. <laughs> yes, it because he should he be going to the the staff bathroom? Yes. Two should be in the staff bathroom. Three getting a little, little too excited a teenage girl talking to him in the men's room while he's dropping a deuce. And then referencing it later. <laughs> and he did. He brings yeah. it back full circle. Right. And then Slater's in there and he's all like not knowing what in the hell's going on but he thinks that he's got, got uh, belding in something. You mm-hmm. know? That whole, that whole interaction was very strange too. Like he's like oh I got Mr. Belding trying to hit it. I'm like, what? But then again, like, didn't he see Zach? Didn't he and Zach pass each other going in and out of the restroom? In theory. Yeah. But remember, Slater plays sports and probably took one too many hits to the head. But he also wouldn't really have known what Zach was doing in there. You would just presume he was. I mean, he was taking a deuce. Right. Mm. So. Well, not necessarily. And, and, regardless, would he wash their hands when they left? Well, it wasn't... Slater washing his hands when he confronted Belding? Or Belding confronted him? I don't think Belding washed Belding. Belding's dirty and gross. He doesn't wash his hands. Not only is he trying to be excited and probably has like a rage boner for like hitting on a 14-year-old bathroom whilst taking a deuce, he also didn't wash his hands before he exited the bathroom. Yeah, but you would have left as quickly as possible after you realized what just happened. I'd at least wash my hands. You never know, man. He might have broken on through the while he was wiping. You never know what happens. 
And that was this week's creepy building moment. <laughs> All right. So where are we in the storyline? Creepy building in the bathroom. I think that happened like later on though in the episode. Yeah. Well, because well, remember well, like. Oh, because well, Zach, Zach solicited Jesse. Yes. To, to date Screech. And then she was even like, ew. Like, I'm like, like he sounds great. Oh, it's Screech. Fuck no. Right. The poor can't catch a break. And now you think about it, you know, maybe it was like life imitates art. Okay. So we get this whole episode through, which is probably a metaphor for most of Dustin Diamond's <laughs> life in general. And then like 30 years later, He's stabbing motherfuckers in a bar in Milwaukee. <laughs> and when he's handcuffed to something, he probably isn't wearing pants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he did stand up to Slater. Did he? Yeah, when Slater was on the phone being all creepy with one of his many girlfriends around the world. The Italian one. And, and Slater, Slater, uh, Slater respects Screech about as much as Slater can respect Screech for this. Right. Gives him a little pep talk, pushes him into a locker. Right. You know. As one does. Yeah, they're just so shitty to him. And maybe that's why he's now such a garbage human being. Maybe that's it. Just It all goes back to how horribly he was treated on the set. Right? I'm wondering. And, 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 and you're, uh, you're in the throes of the book. Like, what was his relationship to the rest of the cast? He was the Obviously. youngest member. So he says, like, a lot, a lot of this book, you have to go that he said that rather than this is what happened. Um, but as the youngest member, he was ostracized because teenagers. You mean teenagers in real life are shitty too? Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. I had some ring the buzzer of my apartment today, which, which was great. They decided just to ring my buzzer to inform me that I am a I'm like, oh, thanks. It's classy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, Do they know about the podcast? Probably. It, it, that, 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 that was pro- probably the equivalent of fan mail. <laughs> that's the only fan mail we're going to get. Right. You know who you're talking to? <laughs> I created this monster. And then they're like, yes. Yes, we do. That's why we said what we said. Okay. I'm I, I trying to think of where we are in the episode. So Screech, the first time he talks to Bambi, because he, yeah. he has to talk to Bambi, because this is like... Everything he's been promised in life is finally coming true. And now that you think about it, too, like, Zach would know exactly what to say to, like, really push Screech's buttons, too, in all the uh, right ways. Because, like, he's close enough to Screech to know, like, all of his desires and wants. Because I'm sure all he talks about because he's Screech. (laughs) So, like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. He's just and also can we just say why 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 bambi really really i mean i guess it's the 90 or the early 90s late 80s it's like the typical bimbo chick name of the of of the era but why in southern like a twang really really he had to disguise his voice somehow he could have just paid hooters girl or kelly to do it and they would have sold him out yeah probably and things would have ended very differently it would have been a 20 12 minute episode also true i'd be okay with that (laughs) so 
he gets he gets himself so worked up about the whole Bambi thing and he's telling Jesse all about Bambi and it's like you've got to imagine that everyone has put two and two together about this except for Screech yeah because they're all like I I wouldn't fuck him with with uh Lisa's dick uh what? who is girl? And, and what does that uh, mean I have no idea okay. he, he is alluding to maybe Lisa is Rhea dude Dude looks like a lady. That's cool. You know, I pass no judgments, man. It's all good. She seemed to be at the start of this episode dressed for a funeral, which was interesting. No, that was just kind of like that. That was the uh, oh god, what was her name? The Debbie Gibson look. Because I rocked that look a lot. And oh, hey, let's bring this up too. Lisa Turtle has a boyfriend in this in this episode, but we don't know his name, and we don't get to talk to him. But we also know that he is the only other black guy in Bayside. Well, we don't even know if he goes to Bayside. He was just at the max. So, like, he's the only other black dude in uh, in the Saved by the Bellaverse. At the she probably went slumming in Compton or something and found him. Just to make her dad. Mm-hmm. But I, I just find it interesting that they like, why didn't they pair him up with pair up with a white dude? Like, why, why did they have to, you know, let's make this inclusive here. We need cultural diversity, but not that much cultural diversity. This was but still, the even, early 90s, I suppose. But even today, there's not that level of cultural diversity. There's like, not. Like, it's still, it's still weird. To, like, it's not normal to see on television. Oh, I don't know. Think, think, that I, watch. Think, I don't watch a lot of television. Think of one movie that does not star Will Smith that has... An inter- uh, that has an interracial couple. Um, I can think of like two movies that star Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them paired him with Rosario Dawson. I, I'm saying one that doesn't star Will Smith. Wait. Oh, doesn't star Will Smith? Wait, there Will- are movies that don't star Will Smith. <laughs> um, there- Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino's character has a African American wife. Uh, well, if we're going to go on the Quentin Tarantino, uh, Jackie Brown, she falls for uh, Max Cherry. Okay, there are exceptions, but overall, <laughs> it, overall in Hollywood, you <laughs> get that. I, I guess and we are getting Finn and Poe, so, you know, that's one. So back to the episode. Uh, so interracial love stories do not exist. Which is sad. But he kind of looked like a wolf. Oh, of course. You, you don't think that they're going to pair Lisa Turtle up with somebody who's like, I don't know, dashing and uh, charming. But I guess it, it was indicative, though, like all 14-year-old boys are kind of tools. Well, so. it's, and some of us, it extends to later in life, like in, well into their 40s. <laughs> so there's hope for us yet. Or not. <laughs> well luckily two of the three of us are not into our 40s yet so True. and one of the two of us isn't male right you at home to guess who right or not okay where were we who the hell knows i don't even remember bayside <laughs> start date 1989 let's see screech payphone yeah maybe we should just skip to it's all right yeah I think, I think we've really pretty much said everything that we needed to say about the episode so far. Okay. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright. Or maybe it's not. This is It's Alright, where we give our final verdicts about the show. 
So what do we all think? Even though nobody really learned anything this episode, this probably was not the worst of the first five that we've watched. No. I mean, I no. Think- there was the first <laughs> episode, which is the touchstone of bad quality. Well, well, I think in this one, because, I mean, I think of everybody who learns no lessons at all, maybe Zach at least got a little bit, because he, he-, he got to hear all of the things that Screech thinks about him. Oh my god, I just thought about it. What kind of weird phone sex did they have? Oh, we didn't want to think of it. None well, of us did. now you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this one, I did find it at times amusing. Yeah? Not fair? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Screech falling over the bin and that whole Miss Universe grew up <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> Like the Miss Universe pickup line was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I may or may not have used that at some point. Please tell me it wasn't like tonight with your wife. I will neither confirm nor deny. Please tell me it was actually to pick up a Miss Universe. (laughs) 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 Um, I enjoyed the episode actually, but then again, like I said, it just it was just it was sad. It was a sad episode in the in the aspect of poor Screech. Like, I think this will probably be the only time anybody has ever said poor Screech, but poor Screech, man. Yeah, this was a little rough, but I think, in the, like, in the grand scheme of things, there's way less to, like, negative stuff to critique in this one. Very true. Because it's not, I mean, yeah, there's sexism. <laughs> are, you, are you eating crackers? No, I got an ice cream cone, man. <laughs> well, as long as one of us is enjoying themselves. Um, there's way less, there's way less sexism, way less racism in this episode. Like, nobody did anything super racially offensive, which is a fun change. Yeah, right? I mean, you did have creepy close-up magic from everyone's favorite Ed Alonso, but, uh, I still can't figure out how he gets high billing in, like, this season of the series. I think he is just in this season, then he disappears. It's just so strange that, like, he gets such top billing but he's been in two episodes? He's, well, I know three. he's a... Okay, three. Okay, three out of five. Well, I know he's a professional ma- magician. Like, in, in some of my half-assed research, like, he is a professional magician, so maybe he had a bit of uh, street cred before going into it. You know, maybe he had a couple Tonight Show appearances or something before doing the show. But, but who at NBC said, hey, we've got this magician. Let's make him an integral part of this uh, teenage television show because you know what teenagers like? Magic. Magic. But then I again, they used I, to I, put... I don't know why. As a teenager, I did love magic. Yeah. I they also used to put... You're like, look, it's not Hogwarts. It's not magic. So shut up. <laughs> right? But, uh, but then again... He was NBC... not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Uh, but they, you know, NBC also used to put Penn and Teller and uh, uh, Harry Anderson on uh, Saturday Night Live, and they were both magicians. Penn and Teller well. appeared in the West Wing. But I think what Harry Anderson and what Penn and Teller bring to the table is significantly, I don't want to insult Ed Alonzo, but. Um, because they have. The he yeah. very well might be. I'm pretty sure that Dennis Haskins listens and cries because we make fun of Belding so much. Um, but Dennis Haskins looks like a man who does Google his own name. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, it's funny. 
it's it, it's funny because like um dustin diamond actually was here in chicago i want to say about a week ago doing a uh saved by the bell trivia night and we were we were talking about it uh me and uh carlos the co-host of my other podcast and um he's like dude you should Pop try Goulash. to get him on the show Pop yeah i was gonna wasn't gonna shameless plug it but thank you oh um, no shameless plug away <laughs> we have but, no shame i feel like we've expressed well, that quite a bit right especially with some of the things that come out of my mouth anyway but yeah <laughs> carlos was like oh you ought to try to get him on the show and i'm like dude with the amount of shit we talk about dustin diamond <laughs> I, I very seriously doubt he might actually try to sue us for defamation <laughs> although it might stroke his ego enough to know that there are three people still talking about him very true yes. To quote one Captain Jack Sparrow, but you have heard of me. You disgust me. Oh, what was it they, they say in Hamilton? Burr, you disgust me. Ah, so you disgust me. Exactly. Wait, so where was I going with that? Uh, you were talking about Alonzo being a garbage human being. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, it wasn't being a garbage human being. It was just that he doesn't have the stage presence, really, that like Harry Anderson and Penn and Teller do. Right, he's got the stage presence of a high school talent show. Yes. And it's not that he's, he might be very good at close-up magic. I don't know. Not my thing. But, like, if I had the choice to You watch... really hate close-up magic, <laughs> I, don't you? I, You're I, like, I want to stab somebody in the face when I see him pull out a deck of cards. Dude, you should hear me in Vegas. I, I am bitter in Vegas. Like, I hate magic. I do. <laughs> I, I hate Vegas. <laughs> I also hate Vegas, but like the magic part of it makes it even worse because I'm like, who fucking falls for this garbage? If they had thrown, if they had, like, honestly, Harry Anderson was kind of famous at this point. If they had used him instead of Ed Alonzo, I feel like things would have been much different. But I guess that's neither here nor there. Well, like, may he rest in peace. But the, the, the important thing is, do you need a magician waiter? How many buildings will we give this episode? How many buildings will we give it? Will we give it? So I'm going to give this one two buildings. <gasps> Ouch. Wow. Any so, particular reason? I Honestly, I just felt like it was, I don't know. I, I didn't overall enjoy the story. Fair enough. I thought it was weak. And honestly, I can't really remember too many details about the story at this stage because I did just watch it late last night before bed. So that's why I've been sort of very quiet on this, but I remember not really enjoying it. So my rating is based off um, a vague recollection of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> not any rational judgment, so uh, wait, cop wait, that, save by the bell. So I'm going to give this one two buildings. So I was going to give this one four. Yeah, same. Also. Giving it two means there's less of that annoying sound. <laughs> <laughs> and again, because this is your show. It's your sound effect. Right. You forget, we're just here for color commentary. <laughs> right. Also, you forget that's not a sound effect. That is a sound. Oh, this is true. It is a legit sound. <laughs> because unlike some other podcasts, we don't need soundboard. Well, yeah. well. I, I just don't think soundboard technology has reached a level where it can adequately re reflect the sound of a bell. It, it just hasn't, <laughs> hasn't got there yet. <laughs> just, it's just not realistic. No, no. 
on that stupid tape, reel-to-reel tape machine. It's so hard to queue up when you need to. And there's no speaker, yet somehow we hear sounds out of it. Jerks. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> that made me so mad. That was like, the, my, like I was so mad about that last week. I'm like, at least if you would have put in a pair of headphones, for the love of God. Oh, this deus ex machina bullshit. Uh. Anyway, four buildings. Because um, there, was, there was actually some heart-ish in this episode. Yeah, there were definitely emotional moments. That's why I would also give it the four. And it did lack the typical racism that the last few episodes have had. So that gave it an extra ding. And, and, and nobody, uh, no man grabbed any of the female uh, characters in a, you know, slightly rapey and or uh, 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 caveman-esque manner. Except for Slater when he grabbed Bambi. <clears throat> but then again, that was, you know... Um, okay. Is oh. it? Yeah, why not? Especially after he knew it was Zach. Yeah, it doesn't really work after the fact. You can't just grab people and hope it is just a, you know, I don't even know what that was, to be honest. It was maybe, maybe, maybe Slater was letting his true feelings for Zach Morris show. No. All right. Well, that was a theory. It was a hypothesis. Sorry, was- I don't want to. I think it was probably just his roid rage coming through. Right. So, yep. Four buildings. <laughs> because that is how many buildings we would give this episode. Absolutely. So that sound means it's almost all the time we've got left. And as always with this podcast, there's homework. And this week's homework is Aloha Slater. So are we saying goodbye or are we saying hello? Well, you say goodbye and I say hello. Hello, hello. 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 <laughs> also, we're saying aloha, so, you know. So I expect a lot of uh, Polynesian racism in this next episode. Uh, and a lot of cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Slater's going to be wearing a hula skirt. I think it might even be that there is a girl in a hula skirt from Slater's past who appears from whenever he lived in Hawaii. Maybe they'll take us to the beach this time because, you know, if you live that close to uh, southern, that part of Southern California, I thought all the kids did was surf and not go to school and smoke weed. So it'd be no. nice to, uh, to see a, a different side of Bayside. No, in that part of Southern California, they just complain and don't want to work. <laughs> Sorry. I, I smoke weed. Not even that. Not even so much of that. God, they disappoint yeah. me. Right. I, I worked in Orange County for a while, managing a Sam Goody music store. <laughs> so you were in touch with the youth. Oh yes, but I did not touch the youth because that would have been creepy. No one, no one, no one insinuated that. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> oh, because somebody out there was going to insinuate it. Maybe no, not you no, two, no, no, no. but somebody. No. I don't sit there and list crimes I didn't do. <laughs> there's something. There's something. The lady doth protesteth too much. Hey, when when you grow up in a family. Oh, you grew up in a family, <laughs> la dee da. <laughs> where where you're the black sheep by not being the black sheep. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely have to uh, inject out there that you are not the troublemaker. <laughs> I went to the same high school as my uncles and my mother and there were times where 
uh, I'd get a teacher that had one of my uncles, and I would get the stink eye for half a semester until they realized that I did not act like them. So, anyway, Nicole, do you want to move <laughs> away from that? From, uh, from Ribbon's emotional. Uh, <laughs> there, there is no struggles. there's no good segue between uh ruben's traumatic childhood and social media um, well, so, so i'm glad i didn't have social media through my traumatic childhood it might have been worse so if you want to pep uh ruben up if you want to send ruben a note saying he's really not a garbage human and you believe that he's a good person uh you can send Bye. us a uh, Send us, <laughs> Send us an email for whom the buildings at gmail.com. We can be tweeted at at whom the buildings, or we can be reached on Facebook at facebook.com backslash whom the buildings. Um, you can reach each of us individually. I am at pub hipstered on Twitter. I'm at Batman villain. I'm at pop goulash. Ooh, we changed it up this week. Yeah. Or at Ruben Hood, either way. Nobody's tweeting me. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody tweets any of us. Someday, hashtag uh, Dennis Haskins might tweet at us to stop mocking building. Or, or, or at Dennis Haskins solicitor. <laughs> oh, please stop. Cease and desist. Right. We will not cease nor desist. <laughs> <laughs> or we're all going to get a tweet from Dustin Diamond saying, thanks for talking about me. <laughs> thanks for keeping me relevant. <laughs> thanks for the words. <laughs> oh, and we'd also like to send out a big thank you to our number one fan, Michael Baysider, the man behind It's All Right. He can be reached at MJ Basinger on Twitter if you want to say thank you for your sweet, sweet bumper tunes. And yes, I said bumper tunes. <laughs> That was funny to me. For whom the bell dings this week, I'm Ruben. I'm Nicole. I'm Ian. Class dismissed. Also, that, that's the only time this wor that word's going to be used on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Maybe you had to beep that, dude. Uh, I, I wish I knew how. <laughs> It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard at all. Oh, that's what she said.